This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. Got to get a getting. And uh, we're happy to have you folks listening at this time. We praise the Lord for it. And uh, if you're having uh, trouble with the broadcast and those things, let me know. Would you do it? Just drop me a line. Say the station's not being prompt in bringing the message on the way it's supposed to be. Because we're paying good money for those stations, if you will. And I appreciate every station manager that's seeing that the broadcast goes out on a timely basis. And uh, Joe Trailblazer is ready to go again this morning. And we bring you these studies on divine healing, true and false. I often make mention of this fact. Pastor L.R. Shelton was a preacher and the founder of this ministry many years ago, Radio Mission. Preached here for 50, 60 years and uh, had much, much of this material uh, in booklet form that we use. And I go through there and glean some of the truths out of there. Some of it I quote verbatim. And uh, I don't mind doing that. I'm not ashamed to do it. Because he was a great uh, man of God and very intelligent. And he searched the scriptures more than any man I ever knew. So let's just go on with the subject today. Divine healing, true and false. Let's face this fact, my friend. Would you just face facts? All of this false doctrine that centers around divine healing as a gospel has now spread and is taking hold of the hearts and minds of individuals all because they have never seen themselves as ill-deserving, depraved, undeserving sinners. I've said here over and over and over again, made this statement, that any individual who goes astray, goes wrong on the doctrine of the total depravity, goes astray on all other teaching of God's Word, and especially the doctrine of salvation. Now you say, Pastor, I don't know what you mean by a totally depraved sinner totally depraved, has no goodness, has no no redeeming value, has nothing, and uh, but man is proud and will not have it that he's totally depraved, will not have it that he has no righteousness that God will accept. Did you know you have no righteousness? Paul says there in Romans 3, uh, there is none good, no, not one. My friend, that's not just a, a just something that Paul wrote down. That's the gospel. There is none good, none good, no, there is none that doeth good, no, not one. And then I wish you'd go there and read the first three or four chapters of Paul's writing there in the Romans. Oh, my friend, it'll show you a picture of the total depravity of the human heart. Now, listen, preachers have told us that we're always talking about that stuff, total depravity. And listen, and uh, they say they won't have it. They won't have it. But when once the Holy Spirit opens that darkened heart, that blinded heart, Mind, when that individual begins to understand, when the light of the gospel shines into that heart, he comes to see himself as he is, as he really is, ruined, doomed, damned, wicked, and vile, then every false hope and every false peace and every false doctrine begins to flee away, and he sees that his only hope is Christ. Now, my friend, we sing that song here. My hope is, is in Christ only. My hope is in nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. You know what you have to have to get to get to heaven? You have to have righteousness. You have to be righteous. You can't go there uh, on a false profession. You can't go there because you've been healed bodily. You can't go there. You have to have righteousness. You have to have imputed righteousness. You can't develop it. You can't make it up. You can't work it up. It has to be imputed. We've had people say, oh, that's imputed nonsense. But no, I praise the Lord that he imputed his righteousness to the old trailblazer and to everyone, my friend, whoever gets saved. Now, listen, those little healing programs will have to go. 
Uh, baptism will have to go. Speaking in tongues will have to go. Church membership will have to go. All of his doctrines will have to go. We have a little book here by Pastor Shelton entitled Doctrinitis. I wish you'd write me and I'll send it to you. Free and postpaid. Won't cost you a penny. Doctrinitis. People just eat up with doctrine. The doctrine of this and the doctrine of that. Most of the folks who hear us know here that we preach the sovereignty of God is one of the principles that God's word said. And, uh, but we have folks who have gone to seed on that doctrine, just on that doctrine, the sovereignty of God. They preach nothing else. But the, the scriptures tell us to preach the whole counsel of God. But listen, listen, that individual uh, will find himself to be on a sandy foundation. He'll find himself on seeking, sinking sand, and he'll come to realize his only hope is what, my friend? Can you fill in the blank there? My hope is blank, Christ. Christ Jesus, my blessed Lord, he who died for the old trailblazer. I like to be personal, don't you? I like to put it in the, in the, in the first person. Oh, we can say, well, we do this and we, well, no, what about I? What about I? My, my hope, my hope is not the church. Is your hope the church? You go to a big church with stained glass windows and a tall steeple and 30,000 members and all that stuff. 30,000 members, you say? Yes, sir. I had a fellow call me not long ago. He said, Pastor, Trailblazer, I go to a church over here in Texas. We got 30,000 members. We have 24 pastors on staff. And I said, well, that's great. How many people are getting saved? He said, oh, we have 100 decisions every Sunday. I said, I didn't ask you how many decisions you had. I said, how many of your folks are getting saved? Did you know it's a lot of difference in being saved and making the decision? Are you resting your hope of heaven on, on the fact that you shook some preacher's hand, my friend? Are you? Let's just be serious a moment. This is a serious thing we're talking about. I tell folks that scripture that says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin? That's what happened when the Lord saves you. That don't happen when you shake some preacher's hand. That doesn't, that doesn't happen when you speak in tongues. That doesn't happen when you... Uh, praise the Lord for bodily healing. None of that. No, it's Christ, my friend. It's Christ. Every sinner, no sinner, every sinner is not on probation. No, it's not the fact that you're, you're out here on being on probation. You're on a, on a reprieve. Your, your day of judgment has already been set. You've already been condemned by the highest court of heaven and found guilty. And the day of your uh, time has been set, my friend. But listen. That sinner, when he sees himself as he really is. Now, that's what we mean by Holy Spirit conviction. When you see yourself as you really are. Oh, you, people may brag on you and think much of you and all the heap laurels on your head. But that old sinner, he just deflects all of that stuff. He just shoves that off to the side when people brag on you, don't you? Are you have you ever been there? Folks want to brag on you a little bit especially if you have a little position like the pastor, the preacher, the Sunday school teacher or somebody, people begin, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. But listen, when he sees himself, let's put it like this. When you see yourself uh, as you really are, you become disinterested in bodily healing. Now, I stake my eternal destiny on that statement, my friend. You become interested in only one thing, and that's a pardon a pardon for your guilty soul from the guilt and penalty of sin. A cleansing. You're looking for cleansing like washed in the blood. That's right. Uh, someone wrote me and told me they was a, B, uh, uh, a BW, blood washed. Said, I got a BW behind my name, Pastor. Blood washed. We sang that song, Are You Washed in the Blood? 
Oh, my friend, I wish I could sing. I was singing. I wish I could sing sometime, but I can't. I never could. I can't even carry a tune in a bucket. I have a hard time playing the radio, don't you? Oh, but listen, my friend. Listen, that individual is seeking a cleansing, cleansing from the filthiness of sin, wants to be delivered from the power of sin, and a cloak of righteousness to cover up his rags. Oh, my friend, our, our righteousness the scripture says, the Lord said that we're nothing but filthy rags. What does that mean? He compared it to menstrual rags. Oh, but listen, my friend. He knows within a shadow of a doubt that all of this can be secured only by the blood of Christ. Only by the blood. Saved by the blood. I wish I had that song queued up. I'd play it for you. Our choir has a song, Saved by the Blood. It'll make you charge hell with a thimble full of water. It will, my friend, because I know that my preaching is all in vain except handling, handling God's word and, and bringing you the fact that Christ's blood made an atonement, a covering. When God pardons such a sinner as this, cleanses him, closes him, adopts him into his family, then Christ become, becomes his all in all. Like we had a man here used to preach for us sometime. He's a worker around the church, and he had a little song he sung. My name's Jack and nothing at all, but Christ Jesus is my all in all. And he had about six or eight verses of that. And he'd go around. If he couldn't sing it, he'd be humming it. If he couldn't hum it, he'd be whistling it. My name's Jack. Nothing at all. Christ Jesus is my all in all. And then we had another old man. We had several people that uh, well, used to be here long years ago. One I never met, but I heard of him. Old brother Joe Granier. He was an old Frenchman, old fisherman. And uh, couldn't, couldn't read and write his name. But he had preached for us sometime. And he'd say in his message, somewhere down the line, it's neither this, it's neither that. Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner? It was so penetrating. It was just so penetrating. It's neither this, it's neither that. Christ died for sinners. Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner? That's what he'd say. He'd point his old crooked finger out there in the audience. And uh, he'd say, are you a sinner? Are you a sinner? And then we had another man uh, who was uneducated he was half french and half italian and he spoke broken french and broken italian and he would preach for us sometime he couldn't read and write but he had memorized much of the bible and he could quote it and he'd say uh come clean come clear go to hell come clean come clear go to hell that's what every sinner does every sinner come clean comes clean or come clear go to hell salvation of a sinner is not uh bodily healing has nothing to do with that my friend my friend, the greatest thing that ever happens to a poor soul is to be saved. It's just to be saved. Saved by the blood. Saved from what? Saved from sin. Saved to what? Saved to a life with Christ in heaven. Oh, my friend, but we forget about heaven, don't we? Oh, but listen, it's Christ. It's Christ. We're not looking for the golden streets. I told someone if an individual who wasn't saved got to heaven, he'd get him a wheelbar and a pickaxe and be picking up the golden streets trying to take them off down to the treasury somewhere where he could cash them in. No, sir, that doesn't mean a thing in this world, my friend. Neither does, neither does those things mean a lot to God's child here. Uh, Peter says uh, we're not saved by uh, those things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood. The precious blood, my friend. What does precious mean? It means it's valuable. It means it's, it's highly, highly esteemed, and that's what the blood is. Can you see the Lord on the cross by faith? There he was hanging, the blood dripping. Drip, 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 dripping down. Oh, my friend, the old thief on the cross craned his neck and looked around there and he said, Lord, 
Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. You know, you notice he called him Lord. Have you ever done that? Have you ever called him Lord? Not Jesus. He's not Jesus, my friend. He's the Lord Jesus Christ. You come to see him as Lord long before you come to see him as Savior. Would you just let that chew on that until our next study? My friend, it's, it's a grace to know the Lord. It's not a light thing. You, it's, not a, it's not just turning over a new leaf and then living like hell and, and being a, 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 a reprobate and all those things. Well, he just strayed away from the church. No, no such a thing. No such a thing. No such a thing. You don't stray away from the church because you're not. the church is not your Savior. It's Christ Jesus our Lord. So I just ask you to pray for us. I'm asking you to remember us in the next few months here for the Trailblazer broadcast. Then pray for us day by day. Remember the old Trailblazer, my, my website, radiomissions.org. You can look us up there, see a picture of the old Trailblazer, see our radio schedule, see our mission statement, what we preach and teach. And then uh, our, my mailing address, Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Thank you.